Here we go. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Small Talk, Bigger Ideas. I am your host, Neil Lopez. And on this podcast, I interview fellow entrepreneurs, small business owners, creatives, musicians, artists, and all the sorts alike. The purpose for this podcast is to talk about their business, their creativities, and their passions. And hopefully with our freestyle chit chat and small talk, we motivate you to come up with a bigger idea. Take two (laughs) (laughs) with Holly Calloway. Hey, Holly, how are you? Fantastic. How are you, Neil? Good. Thank you for being patient with the technical difficulties. Oh, absolutely. I thought I messed up in take one, but actually uh, I didn't, but then I did. (laughs) So it's all good. We're rolling now. We're so good. Yes. That's awesome. Um, Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I'm still Um, excited. Yes, we're still excited. (laughs) We still got the energy going. (laughs) So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Awesome. So I'm Holly Calloway. I own Powerhouse Consulting. Um, We're a small business consulting firm in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're we know it was, it came out so much more fluently before we were recording anything, right. what exactly it is that I do. Um, but I help, uh, women entrepreneurs. So small women, small business owners who want to leave a nine to five and have that sort of entrepreneurial spirit. I want to do my own thing. I'm passionate about something else. I just don't want to work for someone else, which that rebellious spirit will get you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and figuring out what the steps are to do that, to leave a nine to five and do a side hustle, but full time. Or if you don't even have a side hustle, how do we start building the foundation from the ground up to run something successful that can pay you your bills, provide for your family, and then grow beyond that even. Um, and then we have a second facet sort of that we found this fun, fun little niche for women who are stuck at six or seven figures and looking to get to seven or eight, um, putting them together in one room together and just letting the sort of juices flow, kind of like what you're doing here, have a conversation, um, about where you're struggling. And there's always a woman who's been in your space. Always. There's always somebody who's been in the exact spot you're in and has a great solution for you or something creative out of the box mm-hmm. kind of bump you past to that next thing. So that's what I do. So essentially more of a, like a group mastermind, if you will. Yeah. That higher end one. So we've got a, the, on the, I'm going to start a business side. We've got a membership group. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, we're sitting at about a hundred women who are all running some kind of a business and everything from, I just need to know how to set up my LLC to how do I hire my first employees and what does that sort of situation look like? How do I build it to sell? We Things like EBITDA, which is a fun term for like, how much is my business worth if somebody else were to look at it? They're Mm -hmm, like boxes mm -hmm. you can check to increase the rate of EBITDA. So like what you have, and then there's multiplication factors. So we talk about that in that level Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, But then in that higher end is definitely, it's a very small group mastermind feel where we meet every couple of weeks with five to eight women, depending on the, on okay. the week and just work stuff through. Gotcha. Gotcha. And on take one that you guys are not able to see because I screwed Outtakes. it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do have the footage and maybe we'll do an outtake of that because <laughs> there was <laughs> some language of me beating myself up. Um, tell us your story. You were telling us, and, uh, yeah. we're telling me and take one that you had started, um, wanting to do chiropractic mm-hmm. and then you segued over from that into this, correct? Yeah. So I spent, um, basically 10 grueling years in mm. school figuring out how to be a doctor, um, chiropractic college for any, and I will have this fight. I will still have this fight with you. Chiropractic college is the same as med school. We learn all the same shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is we don't do pharmacology. So we learn, we, we did two classes of pharmacology to learn drugs. Um, gotcha. but we do basically adjusting technique instead. So Mm -hmm. it is med school. Um, Killed myself over that shit. 10 years. It takes about 10 years. Yeah. So you've got regular undergrad for four. It it wasn't a full 10. I flitted around trying to figure out what the heck I wanted Uh, to do with my life. Right. So um, I didn't end up graduating until I was 29. Hmm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It took me 10 years. Oh, wow. I did several things in between there. I ran small businesses actually while I was in school that I had three or four small businesses, side Mm -hmm. hustles, Mm -hmm. if you will, while I was doing full-time school and having three kids. So, um, I, and I attribute that to absolutely nothing except maybe a little bit of insanity (laughs) in in the back of my head. Um, but so I, yeah, went through all of the schooling to get my chiropractic degree, had run a couple of small businesses, had pretty much convinced myself that I was really terrible at business Mm -hmm. because one way or another, they didn't work out this or that. I saw failures as failures instead of growth opportunities, just little things that I didn't learn along along the way. And I always thought if I just wasn't good at something, I wasn't good at it Mm -hmm. and I should try something else. Right. Um, which is a a mental mindset flaw of mine that I had to kind of overcome. 
But since it didn't come naturally to me, I was a tag kid in school. Were you a talented and gifted kid or a gifted and talented kid? No, wasn't either or wasn't popular either. That's a gift for you, my <laughs> friend. I was not popular for mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, but I was a gifted kid, which means <clears throat> that I just believed that I was brilliant and mm. that I shouldn't ever have to learn things. <laughs> not not great for, for the growing mind. So mm-hmm. um, when I wasn't good at business, I was like, nah, I'm just not good at this. I shouldn't try it. Then I got my chiropractic degree and the options were work for another doctor. Chiropractic is notorious for, we don't have big hospitals, right? We have all these tiny little small offices. Most of them are privately owned. There's like two franchises in the United States. Mm -hmm. So all these privately owned practices and chiropractic is notorious for eating our young. Like we spend five, eight, 10 years getting through school with 30, $300,000 or so in student loan debt is what I left with. Um, I actually left with 285. I think now I'm sitting at about 360,000, um, and I've been paying it. So that's just the interest on $285,000. Um, so we leave with all of that debt with a doctorate, right? Like the highest degree that you can receive. And typically new doctors get paid maybe mid high, mid five figures, Mm -hmm. $60,000 by another doc to work in their office. So it was that work for a franchise like the joint, which I actually did for a while or open my own practice. Mm-hmm. And I thought I want to do this my way. I have very strong feelings about how to run a, run this particular clinic. Um, but that meant I had to run a business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at business. <laughs> um, so I put on my big girl pants and was like, okay, we'll, we'll figure this out for the first time in my life. I was like, I'm going to learn how to do something hard mm-hmm. as if chiropractic school wasn't hard, but that was very like, structured. Mm-hmm. You just go mm-hmm. through the process and at the end you have a degree. Right. This was, nobody's here to show me. Right. Just figure it out. Um, and so I did some coaching groups and I read a whole bunch of books and I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I ended up with a business coach and kind of figured it out. But what I was like desperately missing, especially because I just come out of grad school where we have a class of people who are all going through the same situation. We could all share with each other how hard things were when we had victories, things like that. Desperately missing that sense of community. And I thought, well, I can't find it here in Greenville. There were, I was in a BNI group. It was fine, but it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. I really wanted to empower other women in the process. I just wanted other people who had been through the the same process I was going through opening a business Mm -hmm. who understood when it was hard, who would celebrate my victories with me, that kind of thing. Sure. And so I did what every millennial does. And I opened a Facebook group (laughs) 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 like that's where we live. Right. Um, so I opened a Facebook group. It started with, um, I'd found a small group of women who met weekly to talk about business wins and accountability and things like that. And so it started with those six women. There were seven of us. And I said, add your friends as you meet people. This would be a great way to network with other women in Greenville. Mm -hmm. Um, We can learn some things. I'd love to teach things as I'm learning them. So as I was learning about marketing or sales or mindset or business basics, business setup, stuff like that, I would just pop in the group and do a live video. Hey guys, this is why I think an email list is so important no matter what business you have. And we would talk about how to grow an email list. Mm -hmm. That looked like, um, and so I did that for the first year that I was year and a half that I was building my practice. We built this group sort of side by side and I used it as a way to sort of gather leads for new patients. As right. people knew me, they understood me. They, you know, they were getting to know me through the group could trust me, no like, and trust, you know, mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it worked. I had several patients that had come out of the group. Um, we did regular meetups and things like that. And like I would do the thing and then I would teach them how I did the thing. So we had, um, there's a book called book yourself solid and I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. You're fine. Um, there's a book called book yourself solid that talks about an S tip two, which is an always have something to invite people to event. So every single month we would have events for my target market. Um, and so I would do that for them. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, we're going to have an event at my office a networking event, a mom's night out or something. And then I would teach them how I did it. Right. So like they were being <laughs> basically put through the marketing system that I was teaching them. It was a really fun Petri dish, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, look, I'm selling you the same way I'm telling you to sell people. And right. it works. Right. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half. And then I'd say October, November of last year of 2019, um, I just had like an existential crisis moment of chiropractic is exhausting, absolutely exhausting. And there it's one of those things that you really, truly, it's kind of like teaching middle school. Like you have to have a heart for it Mm -hmm. or you can't do it very long. (laughs) There's, There's just, it either has to be your calling in life. Like your, this is the thing I was meant to do mm-hmm. or you just don't last very long. So, right. um, and I can imagine it's a very monotonous thing, huh? 
it's monotonous. It was very, I tend to want to fix everybody's everything. Mm -hmm. And with chiropractic, it takes time. Mm -hmm. It's not a pill. It's not a here, come in, let me tell you what you need to do. And you can never come back again. And magically we fixed it. Mm -hmm. Everybody hears the sound of an adjustment, like that sort of popping noise and assumes that things are put back or fixed. Right. And then when they have to come back in a week and do it again, they get Mm -hmm. really frustrated. And that's just moving the the gas out of the pockets and stuff, right? It's not, it's not actually cracking your bones. It is. Yeah. It's really like there's yeah. Where the joints articulate when you move them far enough to make that gas noise, they'll come back, back into, into alignment, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But it's like, half a millimeter. People Mm. think it's like this massive shift and we've put something back where it belongs. It's a small shift. And then your body has to take care of holding that. And it doesn't hold until it's been trained to do so kind Mm -hmm. of like going to the gym. Right. Getting that across to people was exhausting. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. single patient, every single day repeating the same message. Um, and typically they, they come once the problems already happened Exactly. and it's harder to 180 that I imagine. Exactly. And every doc, Every chiropractor I've ever met wants to run a wellness practice. We all want people to see, we all want to see people adjusted from the moment of birth until they die. And just, (laughs) we understand like, and getting across the message that chiropractic is about your nervous system, not about your bones. Mm -hmm, So people come in mm -hmm. because my back aches. Well, your back aches because there's pressure on nerves, not because your back is misaligned, right? Well, it is because your back is misaligned, but it's not actually the joints, it's the nerves. It's the nerves, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was such a, it was exhausting to, and and some people love it. They want to teach people. They want people to know they don't mind repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. But piling that on with somebody coming in and saying, I was here last week. It's not fixed. It's your problem now. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you fix me? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what you did all week. You know (laughs) what I mean? Exactly. You could have been lifting 50, 60 pound bags, jumping around like an idiot, you know, and. Or just still sitting at your desk with your legs crossed. Yeah. Like. And it doesn't matter how many times I say, please at least just cross the other leg the equal amount of time. So you've got the mm-hmm. same pressure on your pelvis. It, right. it doesn't matter. And it's, it's, uh, it seems like to me, that's a profession that you can't really scale. It's always one outcome or the other. Yep. And it seems like now what you're consulting, it's, you can scale different niches, different people, different things. So it's not so static. It is. And we're in a lovely space. Chiropractic is an office and I've got X amount of hours on a day. I can see so many patients per hour and there are high volume offices that'll say 50, 60, 80 patients an hour. And that's Mm. great. I don't want to be that doctor. Yeah. Like I don't want that to be that person. That makes me question the integrity of their service if it they're is, seeing that yeah, many patients. It's so many and they end up so tired and so broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I'd covered offices like that at the joint. I would see 50, 60 an hour. It was really, and wow. I would leave, I would leave sore. I wore the skin off my pisa form, this part of your hand right here, because mm-hmm. that's where the contact is for most adjustments. Mm-hmm. I blistered there when I worked, I was, I worked like three or four days in a row because I covered for somebody and it was exhausting. And so I can't imagine doing that forever. And that thought entered my head often. How do I scale this? I'm going to have to hire somebody. I'm going to have to open other clinics. Is that really what I want? Like I got into this to see the patients and now the patients are exhausting. And I look at the the practice and I could potentially scale it, but does that make me feel satisfied at the end of the day? Am I really excited about what I'm doing? Right. And so I had this group on the side where I'd been teaching. I would Mm -hmm. just pop in and teach. And at the end of the year, 2019, I think it was in October, Um, I said, I'm going to do a marketing workshop. I'm going to do a one day, come sit with me. I'm going to show you all of these things that I've been telling you in little bits and pieces. We're going to string them all together and make a plan for you and your business. Mm. 12 people. Mm -hmm. I had two dates, six people each, 12 people total for that very first workshop. I think it charged $50. Oh, wow. Per person. (laughs) Per person. Oh, wow. It basically covered the cost of materials. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And. But. Freaking loved it. Planting a seed, right? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. loved, loved it. Um, I loved sitting with people. I loved seeing their aha moments. I loved um, two months later when they were sending me things saying, hey, this worked. Mm-hmm. I have patients or I have I have clients or I have whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I did the workshop, absolutely fell in love with live teaching that that way. Kind of looked at my business and I was like, how, how can I structure the powerhouse, which was the name of the group, to make me money? Mm-hmm. How can I do this in a way that I could live off of it, have it as a side hustle, whatever. And mm-hmm. so I took my first couple of coaching clients and I don't a, a year and I don't even do one-on-one coaching. It was not my jam. Same reason that I didn't love chiropractic. It was mm-hmm. a lot of like, why isn't this working yet? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Shit takes time, man. And yeah. We are such, <laughs> Oh, we are such a instant, gratification, instant gratification beast. We want it now. 
not uh, not even overnight anymore. It's like now. No, yeah. Can I will will Amazon deliver with a drone? Right. An no, hour from now. Not right? here. Yeah. Just crazy. <laughs> even though they have one in Spartanburg that they could probably send a drone this way, but right? yeah, it's like uh, you have to learn patience, especially in business. Oh, um, everything takes time. And as I'm getting older, I realize that patience is something I need to, and you know, enhance. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. We've learned that lesson the hard way this year, for sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck, this year. And we've learned so many hard lessons in everything. Um, speaking of this year, I asked this question, and it is typical, and I'm sorry. Mm. How has this year affected or not affected what you do? I hate answering this question a little bit, and it's not on you, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> because I feel it's guilt. It shouldn't be guilt, but it's guilt because we did so well this year. We did oh, wow. so well this That's year. That's okay. Because... So when I flipped into consulting, we started the group membership. I started sort of putting together how I structure businesses to run well mm -hmm. and watched the other women that we were helping and what was working and what wasn't. And we kind of turned it into a pseudo program. There are core pieces that go together. Like there are certain things you have to have to get a business running. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is sort of you choose your own adventure, right? Like you could try these different platforms for marketing. You can try these different sales tactics, whatever. But these are the things that have to be done. Mm -hmm. And so in March... Powerhouse had been an actual thing for about three months. January, we made the switch. I told all my patients, I gave them to somebody else, kind of sold off my practice and started doing this full time. And so I had, th I had three months under my belt and COVID hit, quarantined mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody was furloughed. Everybody in our group who wasn't a nurse and didn't work at Walmart mm -hmm. was at home with their kids. Mm -hmm. And so many of them had had this side hustle for ages that they were just trying to get up and running. We had um, painting party people and bakers, and we had people who are small business consultants of their own variety and sleep coaches and um, realtors and financial advisors, all mm -hmm. these women who couldn't go to work. But now it's like maybe it's time to seize the day because you have the fucking time. So we had this very interesting mindset shift that had to happen first where I had to be okay with still selling what I did for a living. Mm. I couldn't give it away for free because then my family didn't get to eat. Mm -hmm, right. So mm -hmm. we had to get okay with, we're still selling things. Right. And I had to get okay with telling them you are still selling things mm -hmm. in order for you to make it through this. You have to make money as well because Lord knows we're not counting on the government. So yeah, really? <laughs> which is a whole rabbit hole. Good we're not going to go yeah. into no faith, but <laughs> no faith. Yeah. You can't bank on anybody. And this has mm -hmm. become the overarching message for 2020 is you can't bank on anybody but yourself. Right. And so I'll talk to people and they're, well, except I have benefits. I have a 401k. I have X, I have Y. And I was like, yeah, but you got laid off. Mm -hmm. So what good do those benefits or 401k do for you? Mm-hmm if you can't guarantee that you have work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're building a company, you can't guarantee anybody will buy it, but you can sure as hell put in the work to make sure it does. Right. And so starting in March, we started doing different series of here's what you can do in your business right now. If you are a brick and mortar, if you shut down, here's how you can keep things going. We did Greenville gift boxes. We helped a whole bunch of our local women who run ice cream shops and restaurants and boutiques. That's awesome. Put together these, they gave me, um, we traded out, I think I bought $20 gift cards for $10 so mm. that people would come and every one of them have given me feedback. Hey, somebody came in to spend that gift card and ended up spending $50. So mm. they made money on top of the card itself. Great. Um, so we did a bunch of that little things like that, but they started showing up in droves. Our group went from 700 women to 2,700 between this time last year and now. So we gained wow. 2000 members. Um, that's fantastic. Because, yeah. Everybody saw it. Everybody was like, this is my opportunity. This is this one time. I also don't know what else I'm going to do mm -hmm. because normally I would go to work for nine hours a day mm -hmm. and I'm not doing that right now. So mm -hmm. maybe now is the time to, to make this happen. So right. we got ourselves okay with selling stuff. We sold out workshops. We sold out retreats. We sold out courses. I started creating courses like a crazy person. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was a, that was a steep learning curve and we did it really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. I switched over to a platform called Kajabi. Right. If you're not in the coaching sure. space, you probably don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a we, great platform. I love Kajabi. It's I easy. We looked at several. It's yeah. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's so drag and drop and just gorgeous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and put out, I mean, I think we put out like eight courses in three weeks. We figured wow. out how to record over zoom. Like, so we did slides and recorded voice over zoom and, um, everything from mindset reset to business basics to sales cycles and, um, creating your target market. And it was just, anything you needed to know to start a business. Let's get this done. I, mm -hmm. we made a 28 day, um, power launch. You mm -hmm. can literally from start to finish concept to cash 
in 28 days. Wow. Fantastic. Um, and all of the things to have you set up to scale for later. And yeah, the moment there was demand, the mm-hmm. moment people said it, we went from trying to find women who are willing to leave their jobs mm-hmm. to all of these women who had been let go. That sounds like some good targeting. It does. <laughs> which is, which feel, is, I mean, that's what you do anyways right, online. Right. You and know? we weren't trying to, I, it, it feels like we were preying on women, right? Like yeah, no, uh, no, you no, get no, that no. like slight tinge and you've got to find day, your, your audience. Yeah. It was an opportunity. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. opportunity for us and for them mm-hmm. to find. And so now these, and I can't tell you how many stories we had. It was so every single one of them still gives me like warmy inside feelings of, um, I was just going to do this till it was time to go back to work and mm. they called me back to work and I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why oh, would you? Yeah. Just like, Oh, mm, that's great. All of the beautiful, it like, borderline makes me tear up that like all uh-huh. we ever wanted to do was make women business owners and give them that freedom and that power and that mm-hmm. control. It sounds like you're more of a strategist than a consultant. Definitely. I mean, you're, you're so, you're, you're so passionate. <laughs> it seems like you're so passionate about strategy and systems and that's a good thing because I don't know a lot of people that are, they just yeah. kind of fly by the seat of their pants with their business. They think they can open the door or they think they have a great product, but they don't have to do any marketing. Don't have to do any strategy you know, um, any sort of audience research or anything like that. So it sounds like you got them covered. That part of it is, yeah, I, um, I always have to choose how deep into a rabbit hole to go. Cause I could talk for just hours and hours and hours and hours, but I personally have, um, I have ADHD, mm. pretty, pretty intense ADHD. So I have a really hard time focusing, mm. um, and I have three kids and mm-hmm. a husband and I'm the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And so there are definitely times where th- shit needs to be prioritized mm-hmm, and it needs mm-hmm. to be put in pretty little boxes <laughs> and I need to know what to work with next. <laughs> and I've got 7,000 ideas. I'm also a, like I'm an ideator to the 200th percentile. I can, I would love to sit around and just come up with business ideas for hours and hours on end. Mm-hmm. And so I think, feel like at the end of the day, my superpower ended up being assuming that everybody else on the planet also had ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly we need to organize your brain as much as I need to organize. What's wrong with your brain? My brain's fine. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but what it, yeah, what it ended up coming down to is I need a system or things don't function correctly. And I, I get panicky. Like I get, I strive for, I strive for a system so that, because I thrive in chaos. Mm -hmm. So I will create chaos to find success in it. And that's not okay because Mm -hmm. that affects all the people around me too. Mm -hmm. It's like, why Mm -hmm. are you constantly like up and moving and running and it's crazy. So to counter that, Mm-hmm. a system for me that always makes it feel like I've got a little bit of chaos. Like there's always a little pr- bit of pressure. There's always a little bit of push, but it's because there's a priority list that has to get done in a specific order works really well for me. But it turns out also, even if you don't have a brain that works like mine, yes, you absolutely need a system. You need to be able to pull yourself out of your business mm-hmm. and let it run, especially women, especially women with families. Um, any woman who's, who is the breadwinner, if you leave your business and it doesn't function, what happens when one of your kids is sick? If there's an accident, I mean, it, there are so many, if you, the government shuts down, whatever, right. It's got to run mm-hmm. with or without you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it ended up being very fortunate that the way my brain works also was very, <laughs> <laughs> worked out really well for a lot of other people as well. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing good mm. this year. Um, Courses, you still selling courses? Yep. Cool. Yep. So let me ask you, uh, besides strategy, consulting, um, your mastermind group, what areas of marketing do you dive into as far as what platforms Mm -hmm. are you typically working within to not only grow your business, but grow the business of your members? So we do this really fun thing where we kind of do a quiz when Mm -hmm. we very first get started. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing we focus on is your target market. So who do you want to help? Why mm-hmm. do you want to help those particular people? Does that feel right? Do we also do a lot of feely stuff because we're women, right? That's all the <laughs> intuition. What feels best to you? Right. Um, I thought for a long time I only wanted to work with men. Turns out I only want to work with women, but I had to f- like get into the feely stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where are they? So we do this really fun breakdown of, okay, so if these are your top five clients, 
who you enjoy working with, they're this age, they're this demographic and they're this, we talk about psychographics a lot. How are they thinking? Um, and then we can usually go find them. So are they, are you doing B2B with corporate people? Does LinkedIn make sense? Mm -hmm. Are you doing um, stuff for moms or stay at home moms or homemakers? Pinterest is going to be your friend. Mm -hmm. Are you working with people who are in their twenties and thirties, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, they're mm -hmm. all your jam. Mm -hmm. Are you talking to women who are in their fifties and sixties? Cause then it's definitely Facebook and they're not on any other platform. Right. And so we look at the different platforms that way. And then are you doing stuff that's completely local? Then we need to be looking at local networking. How do we get to know the people who are in your space? If you can only work with people who are coming to a brick and mortar that's on Pleasantburg, then we're going to need people who are close to Pleasantburg. Right. Um, and then what does that marketing strategy look like for you? So my, I would say my most happy comfort zone is the Facebook, Instagram platform. Gotcha. Um, I obviously built my entire business on Facebook. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Instagram is super close second. We're just as a business, I'm just diving into TikTok because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's fun and I want to. Right, right. Um, I'm with all those millennials who like nobody cared and we were like, we can be here. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we all got super defensive for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so just diving into that, Dr. Dawn was on your show the other day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She was um, she was one of my clients when I very first got started and it was on a whim. I was like, you should try TikTok. I think mm -hmm. that would be like, you would be a fun experiment. And Let's look try at her it. Now. She Blew, blew up, it up like blew so up viral it's TikTok. like i took a double take i was like half a million followers what right and you know it's her her stuff is very valuable it's all about value proposition of course besides just the funny shit on tiktok right. but like that was surprising yeah not not because of anything not because she's a woman or acupuncturist just to know someone that has went viral on a social media platform so cool yeah yeah and she's brilliant and mm -hmm. i think it was we did it kind of on a whim but Hindsight, beautiful, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of these people who are in a country that they can't afford the healthcare mm -hmm, that they need to go get, mm -hmm. she's giving them things they can do at home, right, right? To try. And an entire generation of like Gen Z is all about alternative everything. They're mm -hmm. like, we're going to buck every system. Mm -hmm. So they're like, acupuncture? Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I watched one of her lives one time. I happened upon it, I feel like on accident. I didn't even know she was doing it. And people were like, what do I do for this? What do I do for that? And she was directing them towards videos and showing them things on her little doll and whatever. And people were just starved for that information. Like mm -hmm. they were so excited. And I was like, I feel like a genius for this. And it was not a genius moment. It was literally <laughs> like, will you try this right, right. so that I can know if it works for my other <laughs> clients, please. And she, she blew she killed up. It, yeah. TikTok was, and it was, it was brilliant for, I really wish it was yeah. like on purpose brilliance, but that accidental brilliance was right. awesome. And I, and I love it for her because it's not like she just has a half a million followers. She's getting the views too. And she's actually doing some good. She's helping people, like you said. Yeah, and had to learn so many things along the way that she was perfectly willing to learn. Like, mm -hmm. Dr. Dawn will adapt faster than any human being I think I've ever met. She was like, okay, now I'm viral on TikTok. What do I do next? Mm -hmm, and I was mm -hmm. like... Yeah, she's, she's trying to figure out the next move. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. Love her to death. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, that was the... In case you guys don't know what we're talking about, that was the episode, the last, very last episode. I think it's episode nine or ten. So check that out. It's in the description. Anyways, um, <laughs> so that all sounds fantastic. I love the movement that you're doing with helping women. Um, big plans for 2021 or tentative plans? No, we've got some really cool. Um, so I happened to meet a mentor this year mm -hmm. who's um, sort of become a coach. It's a really interesting relationship. Um and he's a phenomenal human and he had a great network. He built a company and sold it. Um, and it put him in places to meet people that I never, I'm not going to say never, it would have taken me several years to get to. Um, but he did the time and made the connections. And he said, I've got these women who could potentially use coaching or masterminds or things like that. Um, that I don't have the right parts for. He's like, I'm not best suited mm. for helping women. And I was like, Nope, totally understand that. He's I would say he's better at it than most, most men I've met. Mm -hmm. He's lucky that he, he and his wife have really good communication and he understands the struggles and, and he gets it. Right. Um, but definitely we needed a woman sort of powered, whatever. So he used those connections. He was super, um, giving, I guess is a good word for it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, here, here are all these people I know who need what you're doing, have made a name for themselves one way or another. Um, let's put together a summit 
on an island. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just time. go to an island. island uh-huh. and, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the first couple of times we met, we have a room with a whiteboard. Um, and I have to whiteboard. I have to get it out of my brain and into something like we were talking about. Structure it, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got mm-hmm. color-coded whiteboards for everything we do. Um, and we got done, and I laid on the floor. My body was literally like, you need to process. And he was kind of giggling at me. And it happened probably the first three times we talked because the ideas – like, I love ideating. This man is – it's his superpower. Like, it, it is the most valuable thing he provides is out-of-the-box ideas for everything. Mm-hmm. And so we were writing on the whiteboard. I got all the way done. And he was like, what we're going to do is you're going to start charging for these masterminds for your time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, what do I charge? Mm -hmm. And he threw out a number. And I literally was like, (laughs) 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 are you on drugs? Right. Five figures, right? It was at least five figures. Yeah. Over the course of a year would be five figures. And it was Mm -hmm. like an amount that I had never spent on a coach in my life. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of those mindset things we all have to get over is that there are people who make more money than you do Mm -hmm. (laughs) who want Mm -hmm. to pay for your shit. And this is why. Let them, Mm -hmm. let them pay for your stuff. Like that's how you make more money. It's how you take care of yourself. Right. And so he threw the number out and I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. And I wrote it on the board and I almost (laughs) laughed at it. And that, so there were like three or four ideas. We sort of played with all of them. Mm hmm. And men went ahead with two of them. So one of them was the mastermind, which is beautiful. And then the other one is this summit and we want to do them consistently. So we're going to do one. But the point of the first one was we're basically not going to make as expensive as not expensive as high end. I'm going to say as it is, we're probably not coming out money ahead, which is just bonkers to me, but it's for marketing. Mm-hmm. It's 100% so that the right people know it exists. And so the process, the, the summit is getting all of these brilliant female CEOs in one room, mm-hmm. which is apparently just the common thread of everything I do. Put them all in one room, let them figure it out. But, <laughs> but so we put them all in one room and say, okay, listen, if you look at the top hundred richest people in America, you have to get to like number 73 to find a self-made woman billionaire, mm. millionaire, not billionaire, millionaire. Um, it's either they married into it, built it with their husband, which is, there's nothing wrong with, but none of the men are like, I built this with my wife. It's right. And he, he's always number like four and she's number 17. Like there's always this massive. Right. Right. Or they inherited it. Mm-hmm. So like a woman who has built a company by herself mm-hmm. is a rare find. Right. Like it's a precious jewel. So we were like, let's put everybody together and say, how do we get more women in that top 100? How do we get half of the women, half of the top 50 to be women? How do we make that happen? And I figure it's enough brilliant minds in one place that we can come up with something. So mm-hmm, we'd like mm-hmm. for it to be a continuous initiative. How do we move this forward on the scale, on the scope of the entire United States, potentially outside of the U S right. Mm-hmm. How do we make this happen? And so for the first one, we, we really went after names like big, well-known human beings and said, we want you here. We want you a part of the discussion, um, and pulled them all together. And so we're in the process to literally today. This is why when I walked in, I was like, I like 17 emails and I don't know what to do. <laughs> literally today, we got the go ahead to start selling tickets. I got the connection that I needed with the right bank to take the amount of money that we're looking at without them worrying that it's laundering. Oh, wow. Do you want to talk about first world problems for like 10 seconds? <laughs> the fact that they were all like, no, we're just going to hold that money for like three months to make sure it's legit. I'm like, Mm-mm. okay, but we need to start paying vendors. So right. I'm going to it took a minute to find the right connections of things to make it all go, go down because they legit were like, this is, this is laundering. You, wow. you can't just be passing money through. Here. <laughs> yeah. So well, like, like, yeah, this is, legit. I yeah, swear to this God, is what we're doing. Money. Right. Exactly. It, it took so many like proof of what was going on. It was mm. so, it was first world problems times mm-hmm. a million. Mm. Um, but literally all of that came in today to mm. start selling all of these things for this summit. So we're putting everybody in one room. Um, we've thrown around names like Michelle Obama and, mm. um, AOC from mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Senate and, um, Brene Brown and all of these things. So hopefully what we're going to do is get all eyes on it so that we can start of start this forward initiative within at least the U S to start getting more women involved in small business ownership, moving on to entrepreneurship. What does that look like to franchise and build things that kind of get us on equal footing with men who have had the, you know, 
had the upper hand for right literally since the creation of man. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like, as, yeah, it sounds like very exciting. Yeah. So are you going to be able to have like this summit slide? Is it like a retreat or a summit or same, a little bit of both? We do retreats that are for business building. Mm-hmm, so those mm-hmm. exist. The summit is, it's kind of a cross between come have some time off, but get something done while you're here. Mm, okay. um, and we, we're still sort of in the process of figuring out how often and COVID is really throwing a wrench because we don't know what next year is going to look like. If it were literally just a matter of like pick some dates, we would do probably three a year. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so at this summit, we're looking at selling the next, um, this one is actually in the British Virgin islands. So the next one will be stateside so that more people can attend and probably a slightly lower price point so that we can get more women there. Um, but for this very first one, we were like, let's take the really big names Mm -hmm. and the people who have, who have really proven themselves sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, who have done enough that they can give us sort of insider secrets. Gotcha. Gotcha. That (laughs) sounds good. You shouldn't say laundering and insider secrets in the same conversation, (laughs) Um, but who can give us their, their stories and maybe we can find some common threads to help more women get to that point. And we really think it's about uh, honestly, as much the network as anything else. Mm -hmm. Men have the old boys club. Mm-hmm. Women don't have that. Right. So how do we create that network? Yeah. It's time to make that kind of shift. Right. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, it sounds really, really powerful or can be. Um, That's and the hope. <laughs> I know it's an all women's thing, but it sounds like, it just sounds like you need a videographer. So I'm available, <laughs> you know, and now I'll, I'll be quiet. Let you girls do your thing. I just want to, I'll record everything for you. Cause I'm sure you'll need to document this and all this I stuff. I love that so much. I've had somebody offer to do Reiki for me the whole time I was there. Spray tanning. Um, my mom was like, I'm pretty sure you just need moral support. So if you want to take me <laughs> along, that would be great. You guys, right. all, it'll crack me up. But when it's stateside, I'm all mm-hmm. for and literally everybody. I'm like, just come with, just mm-hmm. come hang out with me. You have mm-hmm. no idea how. <laughs> always I'm like, because I want community, right? Mm-hmm. Like I am so attached to other humans right. that always I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you buy anything, mm-hmm. please just come hang out with me. Like, <laughs> let's just go have a good time. Right, have right. like, have some music and drinks and fun. And maybe we can, we'll end up talking about business cause I can't mm-hmm. help myself, but mm-hmm. let's just go chill. Let's and go that, hang and out that's together. when I think some of the, the good ideas come about when you're just having fun and not being so anxious and stretching yourself out. Because when you have to think about something is when, you kind of hit roadblocks, or at least for me. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, but I think if you're having fun and you're conversating, and, and that's why I do this as well, because it's fun. And hopefully I get an idea, but hopefully the listeners do as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I think it also can bring out the creative side of folks. Absolutely. You know, to maybe think outside of what they wouldn't normally think about. And that's the whole point of what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, and, and then yeah. the collaborative aspect of it as well. Absolutely. There's um, one of my favorite... <laughs> Ooh, you shouldn't have favorites. It's like having favorite kids, but one of my favorite members and it's, she's been around since the inception, um, is a, is one of our financial advisors Mm. and she, her name's okay. I'm just going to put a plug in for her. (laughs) Leslie Burns Wilkerson is the most amazing financial advisor I've ever met in my life. Okay. But she's in Greenville. She's in Greenville. Use her. Um, she, has been around since the inception. And when she found me and the powerhouse, she was just getting started with Edward Jones and Edward Jones has a very, um, strenuous first couple of weeks Mm -hmm. to bring in so many accounts, make so many things happen, um, to be an advisor. Um, and she said, if it hadn't been for some of the out of the box ideas, she said, being in a room with so many different professions, any given profession has their way of doing things. Right. So like, um, well, I'll go back to chiropractic cause it's what I know. Chiropractors teach other chiropractors how to run an office the way that worked for them. Mm-hmm. So they want to, if they are going to market X way, like everybody's an expert in marketing and chiropractic, but like they all do the exact same thing because yeah. it, it worked for one guy right, 20 years right. ago. And so they've been teaching the same thing, right? right? Cookie cutter kind of approach. Exactly. And that's not like, that's not a great marketing tactic. That's trying to copy what somebody else did, mm-hmm. but n- most professions are that way. This works, this works. So this is the way we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you put 10 different professions together who all assume that that's all that marketing is, and then they start talking about their experiences. And then you can take what somebody who owns a salon is doing for marketing and apply it to your financial advising or your chiropractic. All of a sudden you're doing something that nobody else is doing in that field. And you're reaching a market that those other people aren't reaching because they're not doing what you're doing. So putting those people in a room together and she'll, she's, she's told me more than once. She's like thinking outside the box is what got me through that first, I think it's 18 weeks Mm. was that I had to 
do what Edward Jones was telling me to do. But Mm -hmm. then I added in these other things. She's like, having a target market isn't something we talk about very often. But you telling me to find a target market and me narrowing in all of my energy on this smaller group of people, as opposed to just hoping that I can find somebody in the mass population Mm -hmm. was a huge shift in my mindset and helping me find those right people. So if she hadn't, but that isn't something necessarily that her industry looks at. So taking from other industries and pulling that in and having those conversations, we have an empowerment meetup every Monday and Friday morning where anywhere from we've had a couple weeks, was it the day after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, there were eight of us on the call and it was so weird because it was so small. Mm-hmm. We've had from that up to like 24 people, mm-hmm. all different professions mm-hmm. on a call at one time, figuring out problems. Right. And it's just, there's something so powerful about the different perspectives from different places. Sure. In all ages, every 18 to I think 72 is our oldest member. Oh, wow. So we've got, yeah, we've still rocking it. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> and she's it, absolutely it sounds amazing. like, you know, the approach is to dig deeper instead of wider. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that's really fundamental with, it should be for any business because if you go too broad, you'll never grab onto what you need to, you oh, know, yeah. you got to hone down and hone into what, it's going to work for you because just because like you said, it worked for this person doesn't mean it's going to work for that next person, different markets, different demos, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we talk about an inch wide and a mile deep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want a market to be this many people, but you want there to be this many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. And, you know, if you get the right people, you know, you're going to branch off, you know, from that big trunk. Of mm-hmm. people, well, not big trunk, but that small trunk, whatever it branches off. Yeah, exactly. It's probably a bad analogy. Anyways, you know, you're going to touch other people besides just who's in the group because if they succeed, then you know, obviously they're going to let other people know this is how I started. This is the process. This is how I got there. Mm-hmm. So that all comes back to you. Exactly. That's a good deal. We talk about that in marketing. It's not about having a target market doesn't mean that you won't help people outside of that market. It's mm-hmm. just about focusing your energy. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to spend time, money, resources, energy of any kind, I'm going to do it getting the people that I'm most excited to work with. Mm-hmm. Are they going to refer their uncle? Probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> do I want to want to work with that? Like, is that uncle my ideal client? Right. Probably not, but I can still help him. Right. But I'm not going to spend time and energy trying to get that uncle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, spend time and energy getting this perfect client. And then if they bring others in, that's fine. There's nothing right. wrong with that. But yeah, that's, it's a massive, like there's, I don't remember. I feel like it's a quote from somewhere and I hate that I can't remember cause I like giving like proper whatever, <laughs> um, sourcing. But at some point I heard that a hundred watt bulb will like dimly light a room. Right. Mm-hmm. But a hundred watt laser will literally cut shit in half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focus your energy, like mm-hmm. put it all in one space. And it makes like, nobody wants a dimly lit room. They mm-hmm. want some shit cut in half. Yep. Exactly. Cut it in half and throw the other half away and you got more light anyways. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, you know, your groups and your, and your people that you help and, or mostly local besides like your online curriculum, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your focus more so for maybe next year? Is it growing your group, your mastermind here, or is it pushing out your curriculum online to help more that are not necessarily local to you or a mixture of both? That's why we whiteboard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one, unfortunately. I know. No, no, no. I, I got for a pad my, and pen though. Right? For this, like for the sake of my own brain, um, because I, I can't focus on one thing at one time. I can't only have one thing going on at one time. Mm-hmm. Here's a pro tip. If you have the same, like if, if you happen to have ADHD, so many women in the group do, there's something about having ADHD that makes you in a, like a phenomenal business owner. I don't know why, <laughs> but it all goes together. But I'll have two projects at least going on at one time so I can avoid one by doing the other. Mm-hmm. So I can like procrastinate. avoid. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Uh, Allison Huey, who runs Carolina Music Therapy, came up with the word procrastinate, and I use it all the time. She's also phenomenal. Gotcha. Um, so I can avoid doing, like when I don't want to work on mastermind stuff, I go work on courses. And when I don't want to do courses, I go work on mastermind stuff. Mm-hmm. We can do both. Mm-hmm. I love our, our local market. I love Greenville to death. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, probably 70% of the people that are in a group are from at least the upstate area. Either it's, you know, union Calpins were spread all over the place in the upstate. Um, but we had a faction of people, um, 
joined from Atlanta recently. Mm, Something okay. kind of caught fire there. And we had a whole bunch of new members from Atlanta. Um, Chicago, we've had a little, a couple of little blips here and there of 20 or 30 people will join from somewhere like Chicago, Charlotte, North Carolina. We've had, again, just a few little things every once in a while. Something will catch somebody from there. will say like, this is brilliant. I want to pull people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dr. Don's sister is in Los Angeles. Ah, okay. Los Angeles, California. I think it's somewhere LA. there. Um, so that's brought in this whole, we do 9am meetings. Mm-hmm. That's 6am in California. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's this whole other side of things. Um, but we've got a lot of growth focus. Uh, a lot of it, honestly, it all comes down to how many women can we give the confidence to leave what feels like a secure job mm-hmm. to do something that they actually feel passionate about. My dream would be that anybody who feels the need finds a way to spend this one life that we have doing something that they actually feel like has purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not that everybody has a calling or has one particular purpose, but clocking in to a job that you took because you needed the money and then doing that for 20 years. That's not living. That's not living. Mm-mm. That's not enough. Um, if you're happy with that and you work for a company that you love and you love your work, perfect. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But it's not freedom. It's not for everybody. Mm-mm. It's not for everybody and it's not freedom. And it's, I, I have trouble comprehending that that's okay for anybody, but I do know people that love it. I know are okay with it. Yeah. yeah and then more great. power to them. But I, I think there's a lot more than to life um, than just punching someone's clock. Exactly. And building build, build, someone else's dreams. Exactly. Like you can build your own. Everyone has a dream of their own. I think they should always try to pursue. And if you fail at it, you're not a failure. You're exactly. a failure if you didn't try. And I've gotten to, um, there's a song. I was just listening to it yesterday. It has nothing to do with business. It's about like MMA fighting, I think. Um, but he says he has no L's, like no losses. Mm -hmm. And I said, that is a perfect metaphor because neither do I, to be completely honest, I have bombed some shit Mm -hmm. and we teach that you will fuck it up the first time. Every Mm -hmm. time you will Mm -hmm. not do it right the first time, but it's not a loss. It's Mm -hmm. never a failure in getting that across to the majority of the population is a really difficult concept because we're taught that there are things that you screwed up and that's just not what you're made for. Or mm-hmm. that's very clearly you shouldn't be doing that yeah, thing. If or you tried you once fail. and you failed or you didn't do good at it, then you don't need to do anything else of the sort anymore. Yep. But for me, and it should be for a lot of other folks is if you fail and you keep going, it's called growth. Exactly. Because eventually you'll get wherever you need to be and wherever you want to fit. Now you still have to have the drive and the passion to do it. But it's growth. Yeah. You know? Tenacity to get through and look at it as, okay, so uh, we were talking about Brian Knox earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Brian. Shout He'll out. be on a show sometime next year. Right. <laughs> when, he, when he, he stops, yeah, when he ever stops canceling on me, I'm Jeez, kidding. Brian. Yeah. No, come on, he's, man. Oh, <laughs> he's amazing human. Um, and we had, so I've always said like, it always feels like collecting data. Right. And he, he finally articulated, he gets on rants, which is, you're going to love him because mm-hmm. he, Durante about things. Um, but, and then he'll pop out these little one-liners where I'm like, hang on, t- I got to take a met. Like I got to write this <laughs> down. Give me a second. Um, but it was something along the lines of entrepreneurship is just a series of like failed attempts. It's basically just gathering data. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So I did this thing. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't. Now I adapt. I take what I learned and I move on to the next part. It's not even the next thing, the mm-hmm. next step. Right. Okay. So I'm going to try this. This worked. This didn't. Here's what I learned. Now I'm going to move on to the next step. Mm-hmm. And if when you look at it and you're, you say this, this worked, this didn't. And then you focus on all the shit that didn't, but you don't grow from it. And you just say, obviously that's not for me. And you walk away. Mm-hmm. We lose so many entrepreneurs every year mm-hmm. who are like, I'm going to give this three months. I'm going to give my side hustle three months yeah. and see it's not enough time to do shit. It's not enough time to do shit. Mm-mm. Not nearly enough. Mm-mm. It's not enough time to fail. Mm-hmm. You need to fail more times than three months gives you allowance for mm-hmm. you have to fail and fail fast right. and figure it out along the way mm-hmm. and then take all of that and grow from it. And it's, it's this, it is such a journey of gathering good information. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, fail. I learned something and then I started over. There's a reason I'm on business number six and this is the one that's finally taking off. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason that I, (laughs) I tried, um, like any type of marketing. So say Instagram marketing, 
man, I've tried and failed 7,000 times Mm -hmm, and I'm mm -hmm. finally kind of grasping where my groove is like my happy space on Instagram, right? It takes trial and error and trial and error and having a post blow up with 300 likes Mm -hmm. and then going back to 17 Mm -hmm. and being like, what the heck? Well, why did, why was that one different? That doesn't make the post with 17 failures. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, how do I learn from that one and these 17 and what's the difference? Obviously this post was of interest. Let's, let's recreate some sort of version of that and hopefully, you know, come up with the same result. And I think, you know, speaking to failure, um, what's worse is if you don't even start because you're fearful and then on top of that, it's okay to be a dreamer, but mm-hmm. like put your dreams into motion. Yeah. Um, again, you're a failure, I believe, if you don't even try. And the, um, oh man, so many shout outs today. Um, John <laughs> Nichols, he goes by Nico, works with um, Mer- Mayweather Gym. Okay. Mayweather's a boxer, right? Mm-hmm. Am I thinking mm-hmm. the right thing? Um, he worked for UFC, but he moved to a kind of a startup gym. He's amazing as well. And when we were talking about his business stuff, um, I said, dude, you're going to fuck it up the first time. Mm. And his, like, I remember sitting there and his eyes just got huge. Mm. And I was like, you are not going to get this right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And his feedback for me that day, cause I, I like to give like, Hey, how did, you know, did you get anything out of that? Was that useful at least? And his feedback was, I'm actually way more comfortable to move forward knowing I'm not going to do it right. Mm-hmm. Like you have to see the first time always as a learning opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So many people are afraid, like they have, to, and they're afraid of putting it out there to friends and family. They're afraid of somebody seeing, let me tell you right now, if you take nothing else out of this podcast, nobody gives a shit. Nope. Nobody cares. And you, you shouldn't can, give a shit. You shouldn't give a shit what, what they, they care. Yeah, exactly. But also know that like, think about how many people you've ever thought so-and-so said they were going to do this and now they're doing that. And I'm offended. How mm. dare they? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody thinks that yeah. everybody's like, Oh, I thought you were doing this is chiropractic to business consultant was not a small step. That mm. was a massive leap. Right. <laughs> and I spent a solid five, six years talking about chiropractic on all of my social media platforms and how amazing it was and everybody should be using it. And here's why we're so misunderstood and And why it's so good for you. (laughs) And then radio silence on that and onto things like failure and how you're going to screw it up the first time and why your marketing matters and blah, blah, blah. And people were like, the heck? But the thing I would take from that is, okay, she did all of this and now she's got this information. So apparently she's went through this shit and lived through this shit and learned from this shit. Now I need to listen now onto something else. And what I got was most people went Mm. like that was, that was the big reaction. I was Mm -hmm. like bracing myself for a huge backlash of, I can't like, what about all the stuff that you said that you were so passionate about? I'm not any less passionate about the fact that people should get adjusted. Mm -hmm. That is still absolutely true. Mm -hmm. I'm just not making my money doing that. I'm making my money doing this thing. I'm equally as passionate about this thing and I like doing it more. And I, I was, I'm so hopeful that that becomes the thing where people go, Oh, just because I work for GE doesn't mean I can't do this other thing on the side. We have a gal in the group. Her name's Latoya. She does, um, one union studios in Greenville boudoir. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. She's, she's an engineer Mm, that does boudoir photography. She's a, I guess you can't not be an engineer once you are one. So she is still an engineer, but that's not where she's working. She's working as a photographer and she does, I think she does weddings, but like I know her as the boudoir photographer and she has her own studio. Mm-hmm. That's a big shift. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how her family or whatever reacted, but I like, we talk about it and I'm like, hmm. like yeah. that's a thing people do. So nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. Do the thing that you love. I promise you, it feels like you're under a microscope. Nobody's watching. Mm-mm. Nobody gives a shit. Life, do the thing anyway. Life is too busy for everyone to pay attention to every right. single thing that you do. Right. Unless no you just cares. put your business out there right. and, you know, uh, seek that attention. Exactly. Which you should be doing. And you can do it with more than one business. And nobody, now, like, if you get to, like, 14, people might start <laughs> not paying attention. Like, mm-hmm. not caring mm-hmm. anymore. Like, you can switch so many times. But, like, if you're really putting your heart and soul into some shit for a while. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not really affecting anybody. So they don't right. care. People are selfish. They care about the shit that affects them. Yep. If it doesn't affect them at all. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. And that's why you shouldn't do give it a anyway. shit. Mm-hmm. Do it anyway. Just go do it. Yep. Exactly. Um, so that kind of touched on what it, it touched a lot on the next question I was going to ask you. So 2020 has been a bastard to a lot of us. 
uh, more so than others. If you had to give advice to someone who is, like you said, trying to figure out if they're going back to work, if work is not going so well, if they're in threat or they feel nervous about whether their job's going to be around come New Year and they have an idea, let's not, let's not even say it's, a, it's an actual hustle yet. What would be the best advice you could give to them to just say, fuck it, overcome the fear, go after it, um, and here's what you need to do to get started? Create a minimum, minimally viable product, an MVP. I think most people, and sell something, most people, their biggest fear is, A, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. Again, we've covered that. Nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And then B is, can I actually do this? Mm-hmm. And it stays in your, you can create a website, a logo, a LLC. An LLC costs like $120, by mm-hmm. the way, for all everybody one who's day. super worried. And yeah, it takes like two minutes, mm-hmm. no time at all. Mm-hmm. And then you get your EIN and you are a business. It takes nothing. So that's a mm-hmm. piece of advice. Go do that because you'll First, feel real, right. which is great. Um but the, there's this fear of like, it's not a fear. I think as humans, we have the capability to create something so big in our mind that isn't real until it's real. And the best way to make something real is to get paid for it. Mm. So this summit that we're talking about, we don't have any tickets sold, not one. In my head, it's still not quite real. The moment money hits my account, that mm-hmm. shit will be real and we're <laughs> off and running and there's no, we've done a ton of work. I mean, we've done months of work to right. get this thing pulled together. Right. It could literally just not happen still because there's no money down. There's mm-hmm. no skin in the game. We could walk away mm-hmm. and be fine. Mm-hmm. The moment money hits my account, we're, there's a list of shit that needs to get done gotcha. right now. Right. Yeah. So it's real. So, um, we have tons, tons of women in the group who sell things like soap, juices, um, meal prep, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they did it for free for ages until somebody was finally like, sell this. Mm-hmm. Set up an Etsy store, Squarespace account, whatever. Set up a store. Mm-hmm. Shopify is awesome. Mm-hmm. The moment that money hits your account. It's real. Shit's real. Mm-hmm. Minimum viable product. We're working right now. I'm working with a friend of mine on setting up some courses. Same thing. What do I need to have done? I'm like the minimal viable product. What do you need for somebody to find value in what you do and buy it? There you go. And then you grow and scale from there. Mm-hmm. But that's that like just start step. Tell somebody you're doing it and then sell it. And the moment you do, it becomes real. And then we can talk about, okay, cool. Money's coming in. How do we scale? Mm-hmm. How do we go from one sale to 10? Right. How do we go from 10 sales to 30? How do we create something that you don't have to be in to make it work? How do we look at what employees look like. Do you need production? Do you need a group that is like our groups are beautiful because they're infinitely scalable. Mm -hmm. We could have 10,000 people in my membership group and it would run exactly the same. Is that something that's possible for you? If you're selling courses, Mm -hmm. that's forever scalable, Mm -hmm. right? That's an evergreen product. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you, yeah. Do you want to launch? Do you want to do evergreen? There's so much more. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say is if you're a woman, just join our group because then we can tell you how to go, right. <laughs> how to start, join her group, here are the steps, buy her course, buy the courses so and get your shit together and start <laughs> that 28 day power launch. It was such a love project. It was such a passion project. It took, I took two weeks off. I put all of my coaching clients on a back burner. I said, mm-hmm. here's stuff to work on for two weeks. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. All of the group stuff. I had somebody else run. I took two weeks and I recorded like 76 videos. Wow. I made worksheets. I made course a Trello queen. board. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Kutcher at one point said I can, she created a course in three days in a hotel, like got a hotel for three days, stayed in that hotel room and created a course. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. That was bullshit. Jenna is way better at it than I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took me two weeks. Yeah. And recording and uploading 70s, they're all short. They're like one to three to five minutes, just depending. Mm-hmm. But then like the Trello board to go with it, daily emails, reminding you what step you're on, what you should have done by shit now. Ton. It was so, it, it was, it's literally concept to cash in 28 days. And I was like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. I can make this happen. Um, it's an amazing course, but it was such a passion project. And now it just sits there until somebody is like, you know what I mean? It's such a weird thing to just, we don't, I don't like promote it very often. Every once in a while we'll do a sale on it or something, Mm -hmm. but like for the women in the powerhouse, it's always available whenever you're ready to start, but I don't push it. So like 
just this little, little, little this little baby, quiet just baby sits out sitting there. there, and you wanted to you wanted to cry, you wanted to wah. <laughs> let me let me take care of you. And there's yeah. nothing like we did it so well that there's nothing to take care of. It's mm-hmm. it's just there. Just there. Yep. But it's it's good. It's an asset. It's a digital asset that you have it that is. you worked hard on. Oh yeah. And again, once you see money from it. All the gratification is real. Oh yeah. It's so real. And the beautiful part about that truly was that there was no outside of my time, which is insanely valuable. And I recognize that, but outside of my time, it cost me nothing Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. put together. Right. Like I think I have a professional zoom account. So I use that Mm -hmm. to like record my voiceover slides or whatever. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's just, it's 100% revenue. Like it's all, it's all Mm -hmm. the ROI is phenomenal because it didn't cost me anything. Courses. Are beautiful. Yeah. You do have to pay for Kajabi, but that's, true. that just comes with the territory. Yeah, that's but so I true. mean, if you're going to pick a course platform, Kajabi's it, I think. Oh, man. Think I of fix it. okay too, but Kajabi I like better. They both have, yeah, they definitely both have pros and cons. We mm-hmm. just, I just added a membership site. Like mm-hmm. Kajabi has, you could do a little course, a big course, a 12 week course, blah, blah, blah. They've got all the templates kind of for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we've been using. And I've, I'd seen membership on there and I was like, Oh, we've got the Facebook page, whatever Facebook's last update. Like we couldn't add people to the groups, like my membership group. We couldn't find shit that we knew had been there. Mm -hmm. Like live videos weren't posting. I couldn't see comments. Yeah. I like had a mini heart attack of like, what if my platform goes down? Yeah. I got everything invested in About a week or two ago was really being funky. Wouldn't tag anybody. Yeah. Yeah, If you hit like a react, it wouldn't even register. Right. Yeah. And so like you look at that and it's like, it's, it's borrowed space Mm -hmm. and I don't want to rent anymore. So we got into that membership thing on Kajabi and I was like, I'm not sure as long as Facebook is working, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure how many people will log in Mm -hmm. to, but you can get Kajabi on your phone as an app. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, we basically have a powerhouse app, which is beautiful. You can watch all the videos that are attached to your membership or whatever. Yeah. And then it has this membership site where there's like, we have four topics. We, everything we do is business basics, mindset, marketing, sales. Mm -hmm. So we've got those four topics and they can go in and post. And it's kind of like Reddit with subreddits, like Mm -hmm, post mm -hmm. a question and then all the comments come underneath and then there will be a post and all the comments, or you can go to the feed and just see everything. Right. All in Kajabi. Mm -hmm. Like I love this. Yeah. Kajabi is beautiful. And speaking of Kajabi, um, I think it'd be a, great platform for someone that has knowledge about a certain thing to start your own course. You know, even if it's like a, a lead magnet to a 49 or a 99 or a 297 course, like people should be thinking about that right now. Oh, absolutely. Hell, I mean, there's tons of podcast courses out there. And once I get to a certain level, I've already decided I'm going to do like a basic intermediate advanced pod course, beginners, whatever fucking program, you know, and just, I don't know if it'll work, but if it does, like you said, first dollar I get from and I'm gonna be like oh this is fucking cool it's real it's real and it's money for just doing something that I like to do anyways that I had some knowledge about exactly and I feel like that's where the world is shifting I Mm -hmm. really really do I think information information so key it's so yeah it's such a big such a big industry right now especially COVID helps for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. but the more college tuition goes up and the fewer jobs that require and the more people who just aren't looking for jobs. I mean, entrepreneurship is a booming industry right mm-hmm, now as mm-hmm. a whole, the fewer people looking, but like I can't take a college course on how to do what I do. Like I right. can't take a college course on becoming a business consultant that will actually help me with the pay or with, not with the patients, with the clients that I'm helping. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I could go get an MBA and that's, fine, whatever. So generalization, it's not not really niching down, you know? And so all of the like good meaty stuff of Mm -hmm. like, I've been there, done that. Now I want to teach you about it Mm -hmm. is in online courses by people who have actually been and done. It's not stuffy old men, you know, at a university who have been tenured kind of thing. And I really like how many, you can like learn how to create a photon reactor in your garage on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not kidding. That's a thing. Yep. Like <laughs> why on earth in with as expensive as tuition is getting the whole world is right. like, just let me pay you to teach me how to do this thing. The whole world. So if you mm-hmm. know something, anything mm-hmm. at all, create a course. And I think Kajabi's like initial, it's like $97 for their smallest, whatever. And you can have up to five products. Mm-hmm. So like five courses to mm-hmm. sell. That's and plenty that, to start. Well, and the beautiful part about this is there's five products, but unlimited offers. Mm. So the offer is like the package, right? Mm. So you could have like five courses that cover five different topics, but package them different ways. Different tiers of the package. And have different offers that way. Yeah. And it's unlimited that direction. And you can sell things in their offers section that have no products attached. So like 
when we do our retreats, mm-hmm. I sell an offer on Kajabi and they pay for it, but there's no products within the, like there's no digital products to go with it. Cause it's an in-person event. Mm-hmm. And so all of the offers are there too. Kajabi's brilliant. Your CRM, your website, everything. Not that this all just needed to be a way to sell Kajabi, but seriously. This episode is sponsored by, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? It should be though. Uh, Kajabi. Holler at me if you want to talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of good information and value, I think, in this episode. And I want to revisit later in 2021 yes. with you to see how things are going. And it's it's been over an hour, yeah. and I'm not trying to cut it short, but I don't like no, to suck fine. up a lot of people's time. If you guys didn't get value from this, then something's massively wrong <laughs> um, with you. <laughs> and if you want to know more, I suggest you join our group, if possible. Mm-hmm. Look into her courses, mm-hmm. look into anything that she has mastermind wise. And I'm going to let you say your information so they can find you, even though I'm going to link everything down in the description below, but you go ahead and tell them where they can find what. So just for in general, um, find me on Facebook. It's just my name, Holly Calloway as a person. Um, I have a public figure page. I'm not super active on there mm-hmm. um, or Instagram, Holly Calloway all one word with an underscore at the end is how you find me there. Okay. Um, otherwise, if you are a woman who wants to join the powerhouse, it's the powerhouse. It's a picture of me. I think it didn't used to be. Um, or you can do groups slash. Yeah. That powerhouse. Cause we're in the Greenville area. Okay. And then website is powerhousegvl.com. All of the courses. If you want to just like have a 15 minute chat with me, you can mm-hmm. sign up for that strategy sessions. I do one hour strategy sessions. You can buy one of those there. Mm-hmm. I can work you through your business that way. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. You Fantastic. guys really need to take the step to do it. Thank you. Because um, you're the only strategist that I believe. And like I, I, I'm, I'm sucking in all this shit because yes. I, I like the I like the value that you give. You know, it's all about value proposition, especially like but when I'm thinking about or looking into something. And again, guys, um, we're going to revisit in 2021, hopefully early 2021, if you're not too busy. But it sounds like you'll be on an island somewhere or or killing more courses. So the island is in April. Okay. If we could reconvene in like May and I could just give you a download on how how we failed. It's our first Uh, one. We're going to fuck it up. Yeah. I'm so excited to go screw it all up. (laughs) Yeah. At least you'll screw it up on an island. Yeah. Right. Like you can't. Yeah. Yeah. You can't mess up too bad when you're. Well, their word seaplanes has been thrown around. I've gotten so mm. comfortable with the idea of a seaplane lately, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. places you never thought your life was going. Mm-hmm. Like I know the weight limits on seaplanes mm. in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about, you talking about the planes that just hover the while they like, land on the water? Yeah. 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 They go from like, they literally hop you from island to island mm. because a big plane is too big. And that's cool. Right? Is if it's just me, the pilot and one other person or two other people, maybe, but uh, a shitload much, like a bus. No. Yeah. It's like four or five people max. Mm-hmm. The kicker is we've had to ask a bunch of women what their weight is because mm. you have to have even weight distribution. That's just the worst question so I have to ask. So awful. So we yeah. got around it by just asking for a picture of their driver's license. There we go. And we take them for their word on Boom. whatever's on the driver's license. Yeah, yeah. You hope. Brilliant. Like that was not my uh, idea. Let's just go ahead and put down this for That's just in case. Enough. That's close enough. <laughs> Give yeah. or take. That was not my brilliant idea. That was Miss Lucy's idea. She's she's way smarter than I am. But it's, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we, we should reconvene. Yeah, let's do that in May. Coming up to that or right after would be a blast. Yeah. I, love I, and I hope it goes well. I hope you, you kill it. I have no doubt that you will in some form or fashion. Um, and then that way we can have a, a super episode when you get back. Yes. A recap. Talk about all the things. And all the things we learned from all these brilliant minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Again, if you want me to go and video it, just let me know. <laughs> How do you feel about Colorado in like August? Because we're definitely going to I've be... never been. I'd love to go. I'm yes, down. I'm down. I'm down. That'll so work. Down. You, you be friends with Brian Knox. Okay. Because he's a photographer. Right, right. So right. You too. Come well, hang out I'll with me. I'll get him on here. We'll be able to chat. Perfect. Yeah. That's so yeah, awesome. For sure. Awesome. Well, Holly, thank you so much. Thanks, Neil. It's this been was great. Actually, it was so much fun. Yes, yes. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You should have. Um, I'm partial anyways. You should enjoy every episode, but this one I I really enjoyed. It was a lot of good nuggets in there. So um, thank you guys for listening and thank you for watching this episode of Small Talk, Bigger Ideas. And until the next one, take care of yourself.